0: Yoga Biz Coach. Okay, everybody, Uh, welcome to day three of our Teaching Online Expert Series. I'm so chuffed to have Taryn here because she really is an expert on this because she's been doing it for a while now. Before I introduce her, I would like to just um, do a bit of a a check-in for some people who have sent me some um, stuff. Um, Yoga Elo in darwin uh starts teaching her classes on tuesday online and already has 12 people booked in i love that and laura in uh south australian adelaide she messaged me to say that she has sold three places already in her april membership online membership so love that uh well done and just waiting for my gmail to load i had um I had some here. I wanted to read out just a couple of emails that I have had come through. Um, Oh, another bunch of people have been asking me about insurance um, and what you're covered for and what you're not when you're teaching online. And um, I'm not going to answer that for you. You can ask what other people are doing and maybe, Taryn, you could... If appropriate, talk about what you do, but folks, definitely you all deserve to get great advice about things like insurance. So this is one of the areas where I'm not going to tell you what to do about insurance because I'm not qualified to talk insurance specifics. Danny, tell me and I'll open my mouth. Tell me when you're about to take the photo. But there has been some great conversation going on in. Um, there has been some great conversation going on on that front in my Facebook group. So jump in on that chat if you want to. Um, Uh, I also wanted to say that Tess emailed me to say she was just about to sign the lease on her own yoga studio, and so this has come as a real blow to her, but um, maybe going online is a way to get started. And I just wanted to say to everybody who has had a significant setback like that, like I emailed Tess, um, Now is a really great time if you're just if you were just about to embark on a significant project and you've had to postpone it. Now is a brilliant time to be building more community so that when you are ready to launch, you've got even more people who are interested to hear from you and know who you are and what you're about. So it's not all bad news uh, at all. Um, Rachel sent me an email to say that. that she hasn't been teaching for the past 12 months because her husband, she was nursing her husband through his transition with cancer. So um, sending love already, Rachel, about that. So um, so, f- so, five weeks ago, she decided to take herself off to Rishikesh to immerse herself in yoga. And when she sent me the email, she was waiting for her flight home from Delhi. Um, and she's just hoping that she's going to get in. So Rachel, we hope you get home too. And we hope that you enjoy your two week two weeks of self quarantining upon return. um, And we're all sending you a whole bunch of love. So that's just a little bit of catch ups that I wanted to do. Now, let me introduce my fabulous guest for today, um, Terence Siriani, who is in Derby in WA and she has a home-based studio. Uh, She has an incredible social enterprise of uh, a a yoga apparel line. And the reason, uh, well, there's two reasons. The first reason that I've asked her to be a guest is because she has built and run her own online studio for a while now. The second reason is because she's fabulous. Welcome.
1: Oh, thanks so much, um, Amy. I'm really excited to be here and have a chat with you all.
0: And I'm so grateful to you, Taz, because I know that you've been doing this for all sorts of people who have lots of questions and you've really been really been supporting a bunch of yoga teachers already with lots of advice. So thanks for for giving some more time to the gang and and showing up here today for us. What about we start with, um, well, first up, while people are watching that also have their phones and they can also be following me on Instagram. So tell us your two Insta accounts so people can get to finding you while we're chatting. Yes,
1: sure. So my regular Instagram account for all my yoga offerings is um, Desire. And then I've got a separate Instagram account for my social impact leggings,
0: and that's Kimberly yoga attire. Fab. And Louise, I agree with you. Um, you're not super loud, Taz, on the. It's oh, I'm not, not. Okay. No. We might have to get you to scooch a little. Um, yeah. Perfect. Thank you. All right. So tell us about. Um, I want to start with the rationale with why you decided to start teaching online because you've been doing it for a while now.
1: Yeah, so I probably started about mid last year. Um, And I guess, can you hear me a little better?
0: A little better. Who else is, I know, you might have to really like, I might have to talk more softly and everybody else might have to crank their sound. Amy will talk more softly. That might make it better. And then we're at the same volume.
1: Right. Um, so, oh, I'm still getting heads shaking.
0: With just It's just going to be a bit echoey. That's just the way it's going to be. Okay. Let's persist.
1: Um, yeah, so I was probably where everyone is or a lot of people are now about six months ago. Um, well, actually, for a while now, I've known that I've needed to go online um, for a couple of reasons. Um, the first one mainly being because, um, my community is scattered all over the place. So I'm in um, remote, remote Kimberley. And so the distance between um, people in my community can be up to 550 kilometres. And I had an outreach program where I was travelling to them, um, but it just wasn't viable for me to continue to do that. However, they kept saying, we want yoga, <laughs> give us more yoga. Um, so I knew I had to get online. So that kind of just sat in the background for a while. Um, meanwhile, I had friends and family elsewhere saying, oh, you live so far away, can't you be where we are and do some yoga for us, you know, as they saw the biggest business girl and everything else. So I had them saying that. Um, and then last year I went through some significant health challenges um, which were taking me and I I operated a studio there in Derby and that took me away from my studio for a month at a time. So I still had to meet rent um, with my studio up north. Um, I was well enough to still teach um, and it was still important for me to be connecting with my students. So that's when I knew I just need to do this online thing.
0: Awesome, and, and there—I I imagine there are people who are watching this. Maybe they're watching the replay because it's hideous o'clock for them. But there are people in the UK listening to you say, I, "My people are quite dispersed," and everybody's like, "Yeah, me too." And then you say five hundred and fifty kilometers, and people in the UK just kind of have the mind blown emoji that that such a thing even exists. Okay, so tell us then one of the reasons that I love what you do. Uh, in how you run your online classes is because it really is an online studio and people sign up for your classes like they would when you're running a studio. So tell us a little bit about how it works as if, as from the point of view of a student, what, what do they buy and how long and all of that stuff?
1: Yeah. So I guess I've got a booking software and my booking
0: software integrates
1: with Zoom. Um, So They go to my website, to my online studio page. They click the link that says enter the studio, which goes to my booking software with all of my classes there. Um, Then they click the class they want to participate in. Um, That could be on a pass. There's different options. They could have a code to, um, you know, if I'm doing some sort of offering half-price class or, or whatever they could use a code or if they're on class passes, they could have a coupon for, say, 10 classes at a time. Um, And I was running it in in terms. Um, However, in the last two weeks, because everything um, has just, well, I don't really need to explain, (laughs) um, I've shifted all my classes in person to the online studio as well. So I'm just, I'm not running them in specific terms. I'm just running them for as long as, you know, while people um, really need um, yoga as as they do now. Um, So then once they book in, they get sent an email and in that email is everything they need to know to join, um, which is not much. Uh, There's a little bit about their setup where they might like to position their camera. Um, maybe what props they
0: need. Go, go on. No, no, I've got a list of questions and I, I'm going to, I'll live back, keep going. It's great.
1: And very much based on the average householder. So not everyone has their own equipment. So I suggest alternative options like I think you mentioned it in the call yesterday, um, books for blocks, um, ties for straps, pillows for bolsters, um, any sort of chair for a chair. Yeah. So I, I'm not that specific. And then um, when the time comes, they just click on the Zoom link and we're all in a call like we
0: are here today. So good. Um, and, and so can you tell us a little bit about the software for people who want to know the specifics? And what are the, what's the software that you use in your business?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I use Acuity um, Booking
0: or Acuity Software which I
1: think um, a few people that I've spoke to already have got that, um, have gone and purchased that and I've seen some great online studios now running, which is so good and I'm so excited to join in on some classes because I never get to go to anyone else's class. So I just think this is the best thing for me. Um, so I use security and the reason um, for that is that when I started the online studio, I contacted a friend, um, my dear friend Nancy, who was already doing it, um, and I just piggybacked off her systems and she spent a lot of time researching the different systems that you could use, what the best one um, was to be user-friendly, and that integration with Zoom, that was the most important um, so that you didn't have to do as much manual, um, manual labour, I guess, with the booking, all sort of automated once they book in.
0: How have you found, just the curiosity for people that are listening in, Taz, how have you found the attitude of the, or how have you found interacting with the students who came in person and saying, hey, now it's online? Have you had any, um, some people have sent me some messages that some people are a bit snarky about it. Have you had anything like that?
1: Um, I've had all positive um, feedback and um, a lot of people really enthusiastic Mm. to now use the studio, whereas before it was the opposite. So my online people loved the online studio um, and most of the time it was because they didn't have access to any yoga. So they just thought, you know, at least now we can have yoga. But my people in Derby that I was doing yoga for in person, they could use the class classes that they use in Derby for the online studio too, but very rarely they, they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if they had the choice. Um, just from my experience of a class in person that's what they would prefer so um, when I said a couple of weeks ago that it was all going to go online I was really frightened about what my regulars here in Derby um, would think but I've only I think they all realise that this is just what has to happen Um, and they love their yoga so if they want to continue to do yoga then this is the option.
0: Uh, Barbara's asked a great question. Do you have people in different time zones? And if so, does your software help people to know when to show up?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the software, you can click your time zone.
0: Mm. Um, in Acuity, you your time zone, right? What's that? You select your time zone in Acuity?
1: Or... Yeah, in Acuity, so when you book it in. Um, but I've also made a point when I list my classes to put in brackets Australian Western Standard Time as well because I'll put the, the day and the time like Tuesday, 6 o'clock, slow flow, or next to 6 o'clock I'll say A-W-S-T. Yep. Um, so people know because I have had people on the East Coast and when I've advertised the classes, they've not realised it was in WA time until they've gone to book in and then you can see.
0: That's uh, three hours later or earlier. Later yeah. Later. So yeah. I, I want to come back to one point um, that I hadn't thought of asking, but I think it's important. Um, Taz, when you, before you merge the things together and a part of your business was just for the online classes, uh, we'll talk about how you found the people later. But I'm curious to know, because people often say to me, why would someone buy my classes when they can do classes with insert famous yoga person but you had people come into your online classes that had never met you never been met you in person but signed up to your online classes I'm curious what would you say to people who are thinking well why would you pick me when you could pick Kino McGregor or Jason Crandall or whomever I'm curious to know what you think about that
1: yeah I mean I certainly had those thoughts when I started as well mm. um, but I just think There's a teacher for everyone and um, a lot of of my my students that came to the online studio um, were people that I'd met through my um, remote programs or bits and pieces so they were familiar with my style of yoga. But then there was also some random people that um, maybe it was a little bit of word of mouth, Um, a friend of a friend also lived remotely, Um, you should do Taz's online yoga. Um, and then there was just some, I have no
0: idea. Um, Facebook ads, they, come on now.
1: I was going to say that, except I um, I learned Facebook ads and I, I think I ran some um, some good
0: uh, ones towards the end. <laughs> yeah, you were crushing it, I remember. We'll loop back to Facebook yeah. ads for anybody who's like, oh, my God, Facebook ads. Um, okay, so Acuity, you use Zoom, you Zoom. What about the emails? Do that, is that automated? We set that up so it all just yeah. happens.
1: That's all automated through Acuity. Like I love Acuity; it is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can set what that says, so you can make you know you can make it super friendly or your tone of voice or however you are. So it's not like they're getting just a standard um, you know email that doesn't really sound like you. Mm-hmm. You can add your logo. You know, you can really customize it,
0: and also. They get a tax invoice folks so that you don't for people that want an invoice you don't have to do that yes. secondary
1: yeah Yep. all that's done and then they get a reminder um, half an hour before the class i think maybe an hour you can set when they get that reminder as well
0: how do you so, work with refunds um, like if someone's bought an online class and they don't show up is that just too bad so sad what's your policy
1: um yes yeah, so it is but um, they can reschedule or cancel in advance. So on their receipt or their link to join at the bottom, it says reschedule or cancel. Um, if they cancel, um, I'm just thinking my people are on passes. If they cancel, they don't lose a class from their pass. Um,
0: in yeah, advance, the last minute, or do you have a time period on that? I'm
1: not sure if I've got a time set on it. Yeah, I think I probably would maybe 30 minutes or an hour beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, they can reschedule to another class. Mm-hmm. But if they don't do any of those and they miss the class, well, then, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Unless, you know, that they contact me and there's some specific circumstance and sure. they really want them back in that class. But I haven't had that before.
0: How many people can you accommodate? How many people fit in your online studio?
1: Well before I, put, um, before I put my regular classes online, I'd set it to 12. Mm-hmm. Now I've set it to 15. But having said that, I have not had 12.
0: So I've probably
1: had about 10 maximum, mm-hmm. um, and probably the average maybe seven or eight. Okay.
0: And can yeah. I ask, what, what's your pricing? What, what are, and have you altered the pricing for your in-person people now that they're online?
1: Um, No, so it's it's all the same for that reason Um, because people think that just because you're doing something online it's cheaper but from my experience that your booking software is kind of like well, you might have a booking software at your um, your studio anyway but, um, you know, you've got to pay your Zoom, um, your credit card fees, so, um, and all the setup, and you, you might have people contacting you, you know, how do I set myself up? So, your time involved in that. So, um, my prices are the same.
0: And how much does a drop-in class cost?
1: Um, my drop-in classes are $17 mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of the market for my area. Perfect. Um, and then I have um, class passes or term passes, depending if I'm running a term, like I have before in the online studio, and now because it's gone a
0: bit funny because I've got people in person joining, they're on different passes. And tell us so that because I love the idea of you all like taking each other's classes, I just can't that's just such a great idea. Like, you better believe it that Taryn is going to Karen's class, like, that is happening. If you had if it hasn't already, look out, Lily Dale, um, Derby's coming over. Um,
1: I've been waiting for this moment. Um, because i've signed up to like low subscriptions before and those ones that and it's just not the same as when you know the teacher and live streaming and you know even just to be able to log on and get a greeting in person um yeah it's just yeah it's that little bit um you know it's what we go to yoga for normally
0: so tell us what what's the website so that if anybody would like to come to one of your classes they can book themselves in
1: um, yes, yeah, so you can just go to um, yogadesire.com.au, and then there'll be a tab at the top that says online studio, and it will say online yoga timetable, something along the
0: lines of that. Awesome! If someone's key- at their keyboard, t- go ahead and type that in for other people who can click it. Thank you for all of that. That's so fun. I'm gonna. I'm coming to all of your classes. Um, okay. So. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, refunds okay now this is the part that I had um, a, a, a session with a fabulous Irina in uh, Brussels the other night and we were trying to figure out how you set things up so that you can see them and they can see you and so you said just now that you try and give your people some instructions so that you can see can't do you w- watch your students practicing and give them verbal assists or can you see everybody how does that look on your end? Yeah, I guess
1: it kind of depends on what your what your teaching approach is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I certainly try and see everyone so that if someone is doing something like super unsafe, I can get the whole group out of whatever we're doing, you know, everyone come out, let's try this. Um, so you still have that responsibility as a teacher. Um, however, I kind of still have quite a hands-off approach with my teaching Mm -hmm. and i'm really encouraging people to go quite inwards so i don't actually do all that much demonstrating only when i feel that i need to so it's a lot of verbal cues like this um, so they can really have their own experience and not rely on me being the teacher so much um did you want to say something
0: yes this is this i love this stuff so when you're teaching your online classes are you mostly just on your bolster or so you're not doing the practice with them
1: um, not necessarily. Okay, cool. um, sometimes it's kind of like when I'm teaching in a yoga studio. I might be walking around the room talking verbal cues and then other times I think I really need to demonstrate this one. So I'll be on my mat and I'll do it. Um, but most of my people that come do practice yoga already, so I find it's a lot of verbal, um, verbal cues. Great. Uh, yeah, so my... Um, And then there's times like where uh, like I've seen people think that they have to set up their camera and leave it there the whole time. But if I want a better view, a wider view, a shorter view, normally in a transition, when people are going through a transition, I'll just pick up my laptop on my yoga block and just move my computer.
0: That was something I Um, was going to ask you about, like. Yeah, how, how can you see everybody? And like, from like, are you using a big screen or how, how can you make sure that with all of those, if you've got 10 little boxes, I mean, yeah. maybe I just need glasses, but how do you see everybody all at once?
1: Um, well, I guess uh, um, I just do. <laughs> but um, but yes, I, 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 I have. I mean, i've I've kept it. I've kept it pretty simple. I just use my laptop. But I have seen um, one of my teachers. She has a screen, and that's quite a lot bigger. So she, and so that's probably where I'll what I'll invest in next. Yeah. Um. So if I'm demonstrating something where I need a wider view and not so much verbal cues, then yes, I can't see very well. But I'm. I can't see them anyway because I'm doing the pose. Good point. So, you know, um
0: yeah, I'm doing the post so I can't see them. Uh yeah. I just have to do this memory thing, um True Confessions of a Yoga Teacher. The fabulous Barbara um who my friend is here and I remember she confessed to me once that I taught this <laughs> I taught this online class and it was restorative and You know, it was all verbal because I think it was only audio and, I, you know, okay, really good job. And then afterwards, Barbara sent me this message to say, that was really good, I really enjoyed it. And it wasn't until afterwards that I realised that you should have been doing everything prone instead of supine. Like I must have left something quite important out and poor Barbara did everything upside down because of my bad verbal cues. (laughs) That's right. So that's why it is good to see people so
1: you can just see that they're getting your instructions. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, um, sally Ann says, depending on the space, you might just get the top or the bottom half. Exactly, sally Ann. I think, I think this, is, um, this is where the magic comes into it. One of the things I'm wondering about, Taz, is like how to, if, you, if it's drop-in, and, and so you might be having new people come that you don't know yet each time, how much time of a class do you have to spend explaining how to use the technology? Or telling um, them they get, to their, turn their microphone off or adjust their camera or...
1: Well, um, they get that already in the email. Sure. They get sent. And I might say a little bit... Of so when they join, they're all on mute anyway, so I'm always in control of that.
0: That's a really good point um, for everybody.
1: And, I mean, I don't hung up about how they're positioned or how I can, you know, some people don't want to be seen, so some don't even want their camera on. Okay. Um, and that might just because be because they've got poor internet reception that day and yep. that, that makes a better connection. Or some of them, you know, don't see the need. It's their practice. Um, you know, I, I'm just here to listen you, to you and... Um, have you been my guide, but I'm, I'm also listening to what I need and, and my body and, um, and that's fine as well. So, but I, but I kind of operate like that when I run my classes in person as well. You know, I, I don't necessarily get hung up on where mats are or how they're, you know, positioned so much. Um, I just figure that people that, that, um, that position their camera so that I can see them really clearly they might be the people that come along to my class and have the card um, that says, yes, I want assists or adjustments today. Yes. And the people that have positioned their their camera, you know, maybe half of their heads up or just their, they're obviously not, wor- you know, it's not important to them that I might give some specific instructions to them. And so maybe if they were to come to a class in person, their permission card would be, no, I don't need um, specific
0: adjustments or yeah I do think though that for folks who haven't done this before um, the first time that you do it it probably is worthwhile to factor into your class plan a little bit of time to just talk to people about the tech and how to interact with it like that might take a few minutes Um, and anybody who has already found that that's a thing uh, type into the chat Um, someone sorry let me just scroll up Uh, Marnie asked about if it would be possible, Taz, I'm going to just leave this here, and if it is, you can do it later, um, to just, it would, it would be great if we could see what other the things you send out in that email to tell people to get prepared. Um, that sounds like a really powerful resource. So maybe if you're up for sharing it later, you can send it to me and I can post it in the group or you can post it in my group. Um, and, Jen, that is a great tip about having multiple screens so that you can see people big and also yeah. small. I, I like that. Um, Louise wants to know, do you record your classes and offer them to your students if they want to catch up?
1: Um, I don't because I think my recordings would be rubbish because of the way that I teach. <laughs> um, so it would have to be a audio, um, you know, because because of half the time I'm verbally queuing um, and minimal time demonstrating It probably wouldn't make a good video if someone was looking at a video to copy me or look at me. You know, that's sort of not really what I, um, you know, that's just kind of not what I've done. However, I have people have asked me for that. So I had thought if I was going to do that, I would probably set up my phone so it was recording and have my husband do the practice behind me So that people get my verbal cues and they also get him demonstrating and record that and then release that. Um, But in my online studio, if people have booked into a term, so they've signed up for Tuesday night at 6 o'clock and they miss that, they've got two other classes that week that they can make their classes up in. So that's how
0: I've kind of just offered it like that. I really love it and that's one of the reasons I was so keen to get, one of the reasons why I was so keen to get you on as a guest because you literally are running these like a yoga class, like it is actually yoga classes online as opposed to streamed classes or pre-recorded classes, it is very, the way you do it, it is completely interactive, Um, like as you would if you were going to a yoga studio because folks remember that the premise here is that Taryn was looking to engage with people who could not go to a studio. So they could get Glow or they could get whatever, Wi-Fi depended where they were, but they wanted that studio feel. So it, it does, I, it, I don't think it's fair to say that you don't record them because your teaching is rubbish. I think what you mean is that you don't record them because they're of, of that moment and they wouldn't, re- yeah. they wouldn't be as usable for people who weren't actually there. It would probably be like
1: a, it's very hard to set up a recording in your studio when you're teaching a class in person. Um, you know, to capture the, the essence of the class. Um, yeah, but just the energy of a live class is very different to the energy of a something pre-recorded. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, and just the the um, the warmth of it. You know, so many of the people who have emailed me over the past what seventy-two hours. Uh, um, about loving doing these it's not so much even about the content although the speakers are great it's just about feeling connected and a part of something that's actually happening right now and so for anybody who's still hesitant or hasn't started yet I mean your people they they, they want to still interact I you know I, I sent in the MailChimp I seriously just spent two and a half hours uh, synced up with the Netflix or whatever while I was on the FaceTime with my sister because We just want to actually still be in community with real people in the moment. So there's great value in teaching like this. It doesn't have to be polished. It's not going to be reused. It's just actually a class that happens to be on your computer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I also, for anyone that signs up to my online classes, I invite them to my closed online group as well, Um, so that, uh, you know, like at the start or at the end of a class, there might be a bit of interaction with teacher and student. You know, a student might say that particular thing did not feel good in my body or, you know, this is it. So they've got the opportunity to ask me either privately or in the public forum in that group. Ooh. So they've still got regular, they've still got contact with me. You know, it's not like I... I, I um, I end the meeting and that's it. Like I give, you know, I make myself a little bit available. So if there's um, any other questions or um, if, I, if it's a particular theme and I find something online that matches the theme, I might pop it into that group and say, um, hey, guys, whoever joined on Monday night, this is a really interesting article about such and such. I love that. Um, yeah, just to help build that sense of community.
0: Barbara's already booked in for your Tuesday morning class, test, And she says this oh, is really right. easy. been <laughs> really easy, did you uh, say? Yeah, yeah. Cool, great. Oh, great. You're cool. the best networker.
1: Barbara oh. will get the email, um, the confirmation email, so
0: we should hold that on, I guess. That's how we should do it, folks. If you want Taryn's template, you've got to book in for a class. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds fair well, to me.
1: Um, run a, a live free class for yoga teachers next Thursday at 3.30pm my time, I think I said it. But mainly, um, I'm going to do a bit of yoga, but it's just so that teachers can get the experience of being the student. Cool. Um, and then have a little bit of a Q&A. So it's not about doing my yoga, you know, or anything like that. But I'll just set up a little mock yoga class so that People can, teachers can dial in pretending that they're their students and get a feel of what um, it might sound like or look like or be for their students.
0: Awesome. That sounds great. That sounds great. Jody says, you can do a recorded class any time, but that sangha that you're looking for. Yeah, I totally, I I totally agree. Yeah. Um, Can we go back to this Facebook group because I love the idea of having a forum where you can debrief and ask questions and share more information. But I imagine, like I would advocate at an in-person class, um, being mindful of energy vampires and people who want to stay longer and ask you all the things, how do you you manage your boundaries on how much you give in that Facebook group? Yeah, so
1: just like my other um, Facebook pages for my business and my Instagram you know, at specific times, I just go in there and, and check it, um, do whatever, you know, respond to things, um, maybe post something, and then, you know, I'm out again. So it's just about boundaries, and um, I think you taught me that quite well, um, Amy. So setting those times aside just to do. Um, I don't have notifications, you know, I don't have it on my phone. It doesn't come up on my screen when someone it's only when I go into the app and I do make sure I check it because it's a group that I'm running. It yep. Um, maybe in the morning and it may be in the afternoon
0: or once a day. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, how can people get onto your tutorial? Your, I'm sorry, but they're not just coming to learn about uh talk to q a afterwards they're also would love to come to your yoga we're yoga teachers we're addicted to this stuff we can't get enough um how do people find it tess how do they get into it
1: um well i've set it up but i haven't
0: really started advertising it yet so maybe yeah. follow me yes perfect so people send <laughs> yeah dm on insta and you can send them whatever they need later
1: yeah so it's all set up um It'll either be on my website or my Instagram cool. um, in my bio soon, probably cool. in a couple of days or early next week.
0: Okay, so the, if you want in on that, you need to do a little bit of cyber stalking of uh, Inspire Yoga Desire to find it. Uh, <laughs> Danny's stalking you already. Um, so, how do people? How do you advertise these? How do people find out? Let's have the conversation about um, Danny. Can you type in Taz's Insta again into the chat? how How do people um, find out about these classes? How do you sell them? Um, so,
1: probably the the same sort of way as selling my other classes. Um, social media. Um, a news, newsletters Mailchimp um, and the the Facebook ads, um, yeah, just the same way
0: <laughs> on your website and,
1: and um, bits and pieces.
0: I love what's yeah, an important message. Like it, what i what I'm really getting from you is that it's seriously no different. It's just you doing a yoga class. And so you sell it and you advertise it just like you would do for your yoga classes.
1: Yes. So, and I've kept it simple, you know, like even with my, my tech, it's just super simple. And I know I could get a bigger screen or, you know, um, microphone or whatever, but at this stage it hasn't been a problem for my people. Maybe when everyone gets online, um, I may need to get a little more uh, tech, tech savvy or get some, some different equipment. Um, but I guess that's the message I really wanted to get across to everyone: is like just, just do it, and um, don't worry about it. it. Doesn't need to be perfect, and you don't have to. You know, you have to pick up and move your camera at a certain point so you can demonstrate better. You know, it's fine. Just be you.
0: <laughs> I love this, and because a lot of the, oh, not a lot, a portion of the feedback I've been getting in running this series has been like it feels like a big undertaking but I'm going to do it like this sense of it's this massive thing that I I know I'm going to do it and I'm just almost confident enough but it feels gargantuan and um what what we're getting from you is it doesn't have to be a big deal maybe there's a bit of like hooking things together MacGyvering the back end a little bit but the teaching is just the teaching
1: Exactly, and um, I did do some free, I think two free classes or four free classes at the start, and then I did two practice classes on my yoga teacher friends. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, so I just private messaged them, and um, I think Jodie came to one of those, um, and, my, you know, and my sister. And my mum comes to my online studio every week, and, um, yeah, she does a bit of yoga, but half the time I think it's just so she can see my face every week.
0: <laughs> does she pay?
1: Yeah, she does. Or make her pay like everyone else. You you know, I think if I I think she would pay anyway.
0: Yeah. I love it. So um what the last question that I had written down on my on my notes for us is to just I'd love it if you could talk a little bit more about just tips for getting started, and anything. Let's start maybe with practical tips. You've, you've given us so much already, um, but is there anything else that, or, or it, that you learned through sort of trial and error? Anything else that you could share with us on the practical front about getting going for, um, based because you've been doing it for this period of time.
1: Um, I've had a few people contact me this week to say, like, is Zoom the best streaming platform because they've heard that it's getting clogged up or it's, it's dropped out. Um, but I've never had that problem. And I've been operating in these last couple of weeks where everyone is on it too. So my response to that was maybe it's the internet connection um, because I know up here since going onto the NBN, um, our internet does drop out sometimes. So if that has if that's happened just before a class, I've hotspotted from my phone and my phone hotspot has been um, strong enough to do a class. Mm-hmm. So um, occasionally you might come up with, up against some of those technical things such as internet connection. So I would say always have your phone or another device that maybe has satellite um, on it so that you could hotspot if you need to, if your internet went down. Um, when I was traveling, so when I was away from my studio, uh, or my home up here in Derby, you know, when I was down in Perth for my medical stuff, I was dialing in from my bedroom in a in a noisy household. I took myself to my auntie's one day because I knew that it would be quieter there than at my mum and dad's house. Um, yeah, so you might come up, you know, against those sort of things. So you just have to kind of be a little bit creative and think outside the square and... Um, don't feel that you can't bring your students along for the ride, yeah, you know. So, so when I was filing in from down south, I was like, oh, I'm here, you know, my old bedroom where I used to grow up and um, I'm hoping this is going to be okay, guys. You know, my dog was sleeping in the room at the time because it was 6am um, in the morning and I didn't want him to go, to go out in the house and wake everyone else up. So, you know, just chat to your students as, as you might do when you walk into a class and have a chat about your day or their day
0: or or whatever. I love that, and again, this is, if we're thinking right here, right now, we're talking about supporting your existing students. So all of those, people are not only forgiving when that stuff goes sideways, it actually makes you more relatable. Like people feel like they're more connected to you when, Oh, it turns out you're a human as well. Like we loved that Kelly was in her husband's wardrobe, you know, (laughs) actually it's it's just being human with people. so I love that you make that point, that you take people on the journey with you. Uh, Danny wants to know if you have your students sign a waiver and if so, can you do that through Acuity?
1: Um, yeah, you can set up a form through Acuity um, with a waiver on it. Um, at the start, um, I wasn't sure how to do that, so I was manually sending people who weren't my regular students my waiver and getting them to bring it back. Um Yes, yeah, so you can certainly
0: do it through Acuity. Uh, Marty wants to know about using the free Zoom before she buys the paid Zoom, and does it cut off after 40 minutes? Marty, there was a, a, fee, a, a, a conversation going on in my Facebook group, I don't know if someone here knows more about it, that apparently Zoom was giving people a little bit longer for free because of corona, um, but I'm not sure about that. I know when I used to have the free version, it definitely cuts you off after the 40 minutes. Um, Dee wants to know, hey, Dee wants to know, Taz, do you need a special requirement in your studio mats, like mats, et cetera, for sound purposes? Oh, so we were talking earlier in another session about reducing the echo. Have you done any yeah. sort of sound padding or anything in your space to manage sound?
1: Well, you can probably tell because it sounds like I'm pretty echoey now. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, I actually haven't, but I haven't had feedback from my students that um, and I, you know, and this is another good thing about having my mum there for one of my classes. I ask her all the time, you know, how was my sound or how how was how was that? Um, so I mean, I can. This is my room. Yeah, it's pretty bare. That's probably why it's echoey. Um, so it, it's probably something I could work on a little bit more.
0: I, it's fine for me. Um, and I think again, it's like we're teaching. There's, there's, there's sort of meta things going on here, and I don't mean that in like a Buddhist way, in the sense that not only are we getting the teachings that you're giving us directly verbally, but we're, everybody's learning along the way about um, we're experimenting with the platform. Like you're using, you're all experiencing how to interact with this platform by being here. We're getting a sense of what a tiled floor sounds like. Is it a big deal or not? But also what you're modelling for us, Taz, is like just freaking do it and if you're – I've got to go out and buy a mat before I can forget about it, just go get it done. Um, uh, My bum, my Okay, so so there's some chat going on about getting like some extra time or whatnot with Zoom. What else about – maybe could you tell us a little bit then, Taryn, about um, what what would you say to people who feel like they – They don't have enough to share or they're not the right person to be online or, you know, that sort of imposter syndrome. Who am I to have online classes? What would you say to those teachers? Um, Like people who are scared or are feeling hesitant. (laughs) You know, people are coming to your normal classes,
1: right? So why is it any different? You know, you just have to... Um, maybe do a bit of different advertising or you know just bring people bring your bring your existing students just start with them along and this is the great time because they've got no other option. Yeah. So bring you know just just bring them along. They're obviously coming to your classes already so they're like you. It's nothing about you. Um, and they've already got the opportunity to dial into
0: yoga celeb or whoever they can't not do that now and they're not doing it so yeah yeah I love it um I'm one I'm curious just and you don't have to share if you don't want to but I uh, hope you will ha, have you had any students drop off in the transition to virtual did anybody say thanks but no thanks I'll come back once you're in person again um yeah I, I you know
1: Had had a few people not um Well, it's hard to know because I haven't um, gone to all online and then gone back to classes in person. So this would be a little bit of a test. But I have had a few people say, um, yeah, I don't want to do the online thing. Um, Just let me know when your classes are up and running again. Not like you're losing me as a a student or anything, just that, yeah, that's not really for me. I spend too much time at a computer screen anyway. Um, I'd rather um you know spend that hour going for a walk or doing something else
0: but not a but not a massive number no no
1: it was only a couple so most um were really enthusiastic about um embracing you know going online particularly at this time when that was the only option
0: great all right folks um if you have questions i've run out of i've worked through all of mine so it's would be quite generous, Amy, if you'd let everybody else ask a couple. Um, Type them into the chat if you haven't already. Um, Karen wants to know, do you give your students time for a chat before and after the class? That's a great question. Like, do you show up a bit early, turn the Zoom on so people can say hello or not?
1: Um, I don't. I probably um, turn it on within five minutes. At the start, I was turning it on a lot earlier, but then it just, you know, people are already in their little zone. Um, so then it just got sort of awkward because I was silent, babe was silent, just waiting. You know, I'd have a little bit of a chat um, but you also don't want to be chatting to a particular person and then everyone else starts to dial in. Um, so, you know, if someone's, yeah, so I, I kind of just keep it within the five minutes and I dial on, um, dial in and I don't leave it for, you know, a lot of conversation because you don't really do that, you know, when you go to a yoga studio, you know, either. The, the teacher doesn't really, you know, go go around and say, they might when they meet, meet you at the door, but at the start of the class, you know, how are you, how are you, you know, but they, they might at the door. Um, but once the class is going and that's why I created that online um, group oh, in definitely. case you were um, discussions that, that needed to be had um, that we didn't get that time after or before that we could do it in that group.
0: You know, Personally, I agree mean, you know, gr- everyone
1: and I acknowledge
0: everyone. Um, it says so much about our teaching styles though because when you, I totally get where you're coming from and I can imagine that you're the sort of teacher who people come in and they have some quiet time and maybe they do a, like, restorative something or other. Whereas my, <laughs> my students are like, this is my jam recipe, and who's doing this? And right, like, there's just until I say, right, stop, sit out. <laughs> so for me, I probably would start the video a bit earlier, and people would do their thing. But that's because that's what my classes are like. So again, we're just talking about what you're already doing, but just shifting it to online. And it's different online because people, um,
1: you know, they're dialing in from their space, so there's no one else around.
0: And they often don't
1: know the other people in the group. Oh, so it's not like, like they can, you know, they might, there might be a few and we might build a little bit of a community because we get familiar. But some of them choose to have the, their um, their setting, you know, on just me and them. So they don't actually know who else is in the group. So there's not much need for talking between students like there there is um, might
0: happen in a regular class unless unless you have students like karen by the sounds of it and also like me and part of the reason they come to yoga i'm sure is for the chat before and after not with me with each other Um, lorraine yes we totally covered it so i might get you to go back and listen to the start lovely Um, because we taz did cover it in detail for us which is awesome Um, i imagine marnie that is a private group just for her students so if you by a class pass, you'll probably get into the Facebook group. Uh, Danny says, "I'm trying to break into teaching lives to my USA family and friends. As it will be a bargain for them with the exchange rate." God, you're a good businesswoman. I've done a couple of free classes, but no one has made a purchase yet for my term starting next Wednesday. Any hot tips for getting them on board? What do you got, Taryn? Any hot tips for Danny to get them on board? Um, I, I would say
1: don't get disheartened. Mine started off very slow. Um, you know, I, um, I certainly the first term I ran, I didn't do Facebook ads. The second term, I certainly did do Facebook ads and that seemed to make a difference. Um, yeah, but I would say, especially at this time, um, you know, just don't, don't get disheartened, just keep going, keep trying, I don't have any special, special words or or tips or secrets that I did. Um, You know, I would love to have my classes. You know, like I said before, um, the average is about eight, um, which is actually a good number. But um, you know, I've had four, or I've had two, um, you know, or I've had ten. So, and even when people have bought class passes. There's been a little more commitment, but it still seems to be the same as, you know, going to a regular class, things come up for people Um, they can't make, you know, classes from time to time.
0: Um, Someone, sorry, I've lost it in the chat, but someone asked, is it uh, about a tutorial to link Zoom and Acuity? Is that, are they, do they interact with each other? Taz, is it fairly easy to figure that out? Yeah, they do. Yeah, so it's just a click of a button in Acuity, yeah i think it's the same in a google calendar there's like a button that says do you want to make this a zoom meeting yeah interact uh, integrate I've also set up- sorry
1: no go ahead. i've got little meetings for free discovery calls just 20 minutes with me if anyone wants a bit more you know one-on-one with that sort of thing and that's available on my instagram as well um because i'm pretty all over the back end of acuity now um it- You know, particularly if you've got class passes and you're wondering how to set those up and that sort of thing. Um, Yes, I'm happy to go into more detail with anyone at sort of a separate time.
0: I don't think you need to because Louise just typed into the chat, it's pretty simple. I just did it. (laughs) Um, Barbara wants to know, why did you choose to teach in terms rather than ongoing classes? This is a great question, Barbara. Because I'm so excited about the answer.
1: <laughs> Did you hear the answer?
0: Go do it. Tell them why. Amy told me to. <laughs> that wasn't what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> but yeah, um, man, it's accurate. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just, um, um, well, one to reduce my admin load. So I've got a bulk time at the start of the term where I um, run my advertising, I do my website, I do newsletters, and then I'm just into sort of teaching mode, um, although we all know there's always admin to do, but it's not as, not as heavy. Oh. You know, the heavy stuff is done at the start. And um, you're, you're trying, well, I was, I'm trying to get that commitment so to, for people to sign up for the full eight-week term or the full 10-week term, um, because I think commitment is, in, you know, one of the best things for the student. Um, and then also to give me a break in between from teaching. Um, so I'm, even though my classes are a little more in now because I've changed, it's all just a bit messy, I'm still actually going to break for two weeks over the school holidays so I
0: can just have a clear, you know, teaching. break. Right. Yeah. 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 Danny, you might have to use a different scheduler if it doesn't integrate with iCal, I suspect. That might be. Sorry about that. Um, Karen asked, I'm thinking about doing a monthly subscription or whether to stick with terms. Uh, Karen, I, I don't know which Karen that, was that you, Karen B? The type that? Uh, stick with terms, girl. Your people know it. Give you a holiday. You have kids. You have holidays. Yeah. Stick with terms. Um, all right, last call for any questions or, Taz, if there's anything that you wanted to share and I haven't asked you it yet. Um, I oh, don't yeah, think okay. so. Okay. Oh, uh, Barbara wants to know what time are your classes? Oh, because you might like to go, is that why? <laughs> um,
1: my ta- there's a whole heap of different times. Um, so should I just website, uh, the, so type, the, type in your website is, so people we can go look? Yeah, someone that's already booked in want to put the um, the link in in the <laughs> chat. Um, but they are they're actually they're mainly to suit me in, and living in Western Australia. So you'll find most of them at, are at six pm or six fifteen pm or five forty five or six am in the morning. So they're not the best time for East Coast friends. But they're great um, ones. In the UK. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so I, I, I would say stick with the times that suit your current student base best. So don't think about I'm doing this to try and get more East Coast um, students or over. Just just do what's best for you for you and your current student base. Um, and you know, like my old boss dials in from Hobart in in Tasmania, and she doesn't mind doing hers at nine o'clock at night because. The kids are in bed, she's fed and it's kind of her time um, anyway, so that's okay um, for her and maybe she doesn't mind the yoga either so she's willing to do
0: it so, you know, so late. You are one of the most humble yoga teachers that I know. Um, Quickly then, uh, sally Ann says, do you have to set up a special email like Amy did and got wrong or do you just send it from Zoom? No, I think, sally Ann that the reminder emails come through acuity. Is that right, Taz, that... You set it up in
1: yeah. your schedule? Yeah. So um, once so you set up, yeah, I was just going to say, once you set up your classes, it's really like a hands-off and you just watch your bookings come through. Oh, another, you really, unless um, there's some sort of glitch and someone will tell you, I didn't get that link. Or um, <laughs> If you've clicked all the right buttons, um, it won't happen, you know. It's,
0: yeah. D E in Claire, yes, just stick with what you're doing, girl. If it ain't broke don't fix it people don't need more uncertainty right now <laughs> just give people what they've been getting awesome um well i've got one more thing i wanted to cover um, but i wanted to say thanks to you before i do that oh sorry jem and i'll mention what jem's asking about two facebook ads in a second thanks so much taz for sharing everything um it's just really, it's so generous to, honestly, to just to say this is exactly what I'm doing and I think it only reiterates that in this community we have zero time for a competition and it's all just about collaboration and mutual support. It's very generous of you to show us behind the curtain of your business and, and to do it in such a humble and um, straightforward way. I know it's going to inspire a whole bunch of people. So thanks for taking some time on the Saturday afternoon and hanging out with us. It's been great.
1: Thanks so much, Amy, and thanks, everyone, for having me. And, um, you know, I, I say my motives are a little bit selfish because I want to see you all online so I can do your classes. <laughs> like I said before, I've been waiting. I, I live in remote Australia and I can't go to any yoga classes in person um, in my town. So um lovely little community here through Amy and I'm just so excited. I've already looked up a few schedules, actually. Um,
0: I'll go teach your friends and I can, you know, um, yeah. I so, love like Thanks, for- You're so welcome. It's been an absolute joy. I, um, I was thinking before, you know, just while I was fussing around on a Saturday that, you know, when everything's back in, in rolling as per usual, we're all going to, you know, economic stimulus is going to be a thing and I just decided I'm just going to get in my car and drive to all the yoga studios everywhere and do drop-in rates all over town and punch some money back into everybody's yoga business. So I think you know buying some classes off each other is a really nice thing to do. Of course, you've got to pay and it, but you know it all comes around. And what a lovely way to support each other. Um, I've just got a couple of things, Jen. The only thing I can say really now about Facebook ads is I've got a course coming up about it that you can sign up for if you want, and I'll teach you what I taught Taz. Um, uh, and if you want more information about that, there's a picture at the bottom of all the emails that I'm sending you that that'll, if you click it, it'll take you over to show you more info. But Barbara raised a great point um, in the Facebook message. Thanks, Barbara. She said um, just the thing about intellectual property, and I, I was talking to a stu- uh, client the other day about this too, for people who are teaching online classes for studios. So if you have a studio gig and they've said we're closing the studio but we'd like you to still offer our classes us, but you can do it from your house. Um, Just be mindful about repurposing that content and be clear on who owns that intellectual property. So I would imagine if I taught for a studio, when I show up and I teach them a class, they're paying me for my time and then they then own the class. And uh, so if you were thinking that you could also, like we talked about yesterday, perhaps record it on your phone and then stick it on your YouTube channel, just be mindful that you might not actually own that the the property or you might not be able to repurpose it in that way and I have seen some terms and conditions where um, some studios are quite particular about the content that you're sharing if you're one of their teachers and if it looks like it's in another studio or something of that nature then you could be in breach of contract so do be mindful about again I'm absolutely unqualified to give any legal advice and that is not what this is but it is a little flag to say as Barbara reminded me in her message